You're a successful business owner or entrepreneur. You love it, but it consumes your entire day and sometimes your entire night. This is the Seven Figure Builder Show. It's a backstage pass to the minds of those who've already cracked the code. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. And now your host, Julie Baranek. Well, hi, my name is Julie Baranek. I'm with the Seven Figure Builder Show, and I am here today with my friend Brittany Budd. And I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. So for those that haven't had the pleasure to meet you, can you tell us a little bit about what you do with your business? Yeah, sure. So I am a wife and mother. I live in Eastern Canada. I was a stockbroker for seven years before, you know, moving into the business coaching world. And I am the content queen. People come to me when they (laughs) want to make multiple six, seven figures using their content to attract ideal clients and convert those people into paying clients. Awesome. Awesome. So how long have you been in business? Uh, We're coming up on my three-year anniversary any day now. February 1st is my three-year anniversary. And it has been a beautiful and amazing ride. I believe that very much. I'm sure lots of twists and turns along the way. Always. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you land on content? What is it that resonates about content with you? Um, so when I first kind of started, I was just, you know, general mindset and business coach. And, but, you know, ever since, even when I was in stockbroking, people would say to me, how did you create your brand? How are you coming up with content all the time? Like, how is this working for you and not working for me? <laughs> <laughs> and, it would, you know, they would say, whatever is kind of common sense and natural to you, It's probably not for everyone. And so that's probably your zone of genius. Um, And I found pretty quickly that most of the people that were coming to me were saying the same things. I'm showing up, not getting anything for the time that I'm putting in. Where are all my ideal clients? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with them? Why aren't they buying? Why aren't they hiring me? What am I missing? Mm -hmm. And it's content. It's the way you show up, you know, you're, you're online, that's your business. And every time you show your cute little face, that's your storefront, right? And it's probably more work than people realize, you know, when they step into their industry, they think, okay, I own this amazing business. I'm a coach or I'm a service provider of some sort, or I'm a consultant, or I've got these great products, not realizing that your, your business is your business, but your job is marketing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not marketing well, then your business is just kind of this cute thing that you have on the side. It's not performing the way you want it to perform. And most people are not equipped to step into marketing director for a company as a role that they take on. And that's totally fine. No one teaches us this stuff. It's not like it's a class in high school that we all just kind of signed up for. It's it's a skill that you have to learn. And so it was very easy for me to kind of make that pivot and go, everyone seems to be struggling with what do I say and how do I say it? Absolutely. That's how I kind of got here (laughs) because I find that it is second nature for me. Whatever my clients come to me with, it doesn't matter what niche they're in. I can very quickly step into their ideal client's brains and go, well, they want to hear this from you and they want to know that from you so that they feel like they can know, like, trust you and hire you because of it. Absolutely. And we so often need that, that mirror to see, okay, what is it that I'm projecting and how is that coming back to me? So yeah, that's super helpful to have that other perspective. 
So I know one thing I've struggled with through the years, and I think a lot of people do, is that transparency in your content. Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you get people out of their comfort zone? What do you, what do you say to people in that, you know, that are in that place? Yeah. I mean, the online space is so noisy. And the only way that you can stand out is by being more of yourself, not less. You know, it's very easy to kind of pop into any niche and hear a vanilla kind of resounding message that everyone's sharing. And if you want to be someone that stands out as an authority and as a leader, you have to be able to be more vulnerable. You have to be able to share some of your own journey and some of your story. And that does not mean letting people see every facet of your life. There are things <laughs> that, you know, it's just not appropriate yeah. to share or things that you don't feel comfortable sharing, then don't, right? Like, don't feel like you have to put on a performance to get the right people into your world. But there are parts of us. And again, it's kind of that, well, I just do this every day. This is natural to me. So why would I share it? Because it's not natural to everybody else. And it's those things that connect people to you. It's, you know, the jokes that you tell yourself and your your quirks and, you know, the, the things that make you you, your personality. And because we are trying to portray something online, you know, there's all of this, you have to be professional and you don't want to swear and you don't want to be inappropriate and you don't want to make goofy jokes. You want people to take you seriously. And thank goodness that's starting to go out the window a little bit because that's how people get to know you. And it's so hard sometimes through text to get someone's tone and, and pick up their personalities and things like that. But most of being online is written. And so when you can share a little bit of those stories and a little bit more of what your thought patterns are and, and who you are behind the scenes, people are attracted to that. And that's when they start coming to your content. Not even the no like trust, but they go, oh, my friend Julie just posted this great thing online. Maybe they've never talked to you and you have no idea they're watching, but in their minds, they're thinking, Julie and I are, we're besties. We got a connection here. <laughs> and then that, those are the people that show up as raving fans. Those are the people that sign up for the things that you do. Those are the people that hire you. Absolutely. And what is, would you say an example of your most, um, I don't want to say transparent story, but a story that you've been able to tell online and share online that really has had people connect with you. Yeah. The fact that I've had two miscarriages very late in my pregnancy has been huge for me. Um, my first miscarriage. So I have three children. I have an eight-year-old, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. About three and a half years ago, I was pregnant with a little girl. I was 17 weeks Wow. And I was at a routine doctor's appointment and a heartbeat that was there a few days prior was no longer. And so I was admitted to the hospital. I was induced and I delivered a very small baby girl. Um, and then I got diagnosed with secondary infertility mm. and went through IVF. And I shared a lot of that. And then just March of last year, I was 16 weeks pregnant with another little girl and the exact same thing happened. I went for a routine appointment the heartbeat that was there was no longer. And so being really open for me about those things, and you know, it's a kind of a taboo topic. People don't talk about that stuff. And you know, what was once one in four women will, will suffer with a miscarriage. That's been false. It's one in two. 50% of us will lose a child in, in, to miscarriage, but it felt like one in four because we weren't talking about it. Mm -hmm. And in truth, double that amount of people were suffering in silence. 
And for me, it was very therapeutic just to start talking about it right away. Like that first loss, I was in the hospital writing content. Wow. And that was a coping mechanism for me. That doesn't work for everybody, but it was a coping mechanism for me. And it drew a lot of people to me. And part of me did not want to be known as, you know, the business coach who, who talks to women about miscarriage and grief and death and PTSD and all of these things that I've gone through. But it opened me to a world of women that were like, me too. I've done this too. Thanks for talking about this. And one thing that's been really powerful for me is I took most of last year off to grieve, be in my body, connect, you know, heal my, my mind, body, and soul from a second loss. My business continued and I still made six figures while taking off almost 10 months wow. from my business to just kind of mentally do the things. Um, it was December that we had our transfer and I found myself pregnant and I was reliving, like being very terrified, PTSD. Like I said, I, I saw a grief counselor the first time and she diagnosed me with PTSD. And so as soon as we started going through IVF, I was triggered. My nervous system was not great. I was not in a great headspace, but it was something that I wanted to do. My business needed to take a backseat to that. And I was fortunate enough that I built a business that I could walk away from and obviously still serve my clients that I had had, but not try to force bringing on new clients and bringing in new money. I was just maintaining what I had already built and letting the rest, you know, all the chips fall where they, where they did and could and would whatever. Um, and amazingly enough, when I was ready to come back, my people love me so much that they were ready for me to come back. You know, there was no pressure there. And as soon as I said, my doors are open again, my calendar is open again, my one-on-one -on -one immediately filled up, you know, people started coming into my group program and, you know, the floodgates just reopened when I was ready for them to. And a lot of people don't realize that your business can do that. Hey, real quick, it's Julie. I just wanted to say thank you for listening every week. I absolutely adore you and so appreciate your time and your commitment to the show. And I truly love creating free content for you to grow your podcast and your business. And if you want to take our relationship to the next level, I know I would, or you just want to monetize your podcast without ads or sponsorship, hop into my free web class that'll show exactly how. Just go to sevenfigurepodcastbuilder.com slash monetize, and I will see you there. Now back to the conversation. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And I'm so sorry for your loss. I know that's incredibly painful to go through. I can't <laughs> begin to Thank explain you. what you've gone through. Um, my, you. my original career was actually a high risk labor and delivery nurse. So I'm more familiar than you'd think with your world that you went through. So Thank it is you. very, very tough for sure. It is not easy. It's not easy. And I still get people who will message me from the hospital and say, what happened to you is happening to me. Help. Yeah. I don't have answers, but I'm happy to sit there with you and chat back and forth while you go through it because it's really hard and it's really weird. And knowing that there's another person who's, you know, hopping online and talking to tens of thousands of people in the run of a day that they feel like they can do that with me. And I love that. That's awesome. 
So did you feel like that platform was able to help you filter through your emotions and kind of move forward or was it more the support or what, what did you take out of that? Everything. Um, I let it for a long time. I let my social media be my journal a little bit where I just be like, guys, it's a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, as women, we, and especially moms, we try to do it all ourselves. And we try to like be tough and be strong. And I just thought, no, I'm going to let these people love me because they want to, and I need it. So I'm going to let it happen. And if I'm having a bad day, I'm going to say I'm having a bad day. Yeah. Like if you have good thoughts or prayers or energy that you want to send or vibes or whatever, send it. And people would, and it did make me feel better. Like I didn't care if it sounded selfish to let people do that. (laughs) I had to let people in. Yeah. Absolutely. So what kind of structure did you have in place with your business to help get through that gap? Did you, would you say, do you know what I mean? Um, I really don't feel like I had much of a structure, you know, like I said, I just kind of kept serving the clients that I had, but because creating content is just so much a part of who I am, I was still showing up online. Like it's not that I vanished off the face of the earth for months. I was still producing content multiple times a day. It just looked different. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't making active offers to work with me. It was just, you know, still sharing value about being a content creator and running a business, sharing a little bit about what I was going through. And if I didn't feel like it, I didn't force it. And so I I mean, I didn't really have a big system in place. I just kind of kept doing what I always do. Yeah. Well, and that's important that people are connecting with you on an ongoing basis. And then that just draws them to you. Exactly. Do you use any type of automation in your business now, or what do you use going forward? Um, I mean, for people coming new into working with me, like, of course I have, you know, all these systems, my OBM Katie, she's amazing. She does it all for me, but you know, I've got my sales pages and when people buy, it sends them the emails and adds them to the, to the portal and does all these cool (laughs) things that I don't know anything about. And so, you know, that's there and she, and she, she's amazing at, you know, repurposing my content into emails and, um, and things like that. I try to keep it so simple. You know, I think that the more confusing a business is, the more, difficult it is to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so keeping it as simple as humanly possible has served me really well because, you know, we, we want it to be simple. We don't want to worry about all of the cogs and wheels in our business. And you know, that's what Katie does for me. She worries about the cogs and wheels. Um, and then I can just focus on being myself and showing up and doing the things that I want to do. She's amazing at keeping up with me. Um, you know, I have a lot of ideas <laughs> and I change my mind a lot. And she's just amazing at keeping up with me and being, being an amazing resource. But I think at this level, you know, you have to, yeah. um, I think that your first hundred K you can absolutely bootstrap and do it yourself. But as soon as you hit a hundred K it's time to start bringing on team members and it's time to start leveling up a little bit. But I think that first hundred K you can do without a website, without a tech person, without a graphic design person, you can just do it yourself. It's a lot easier than people think. Yeah. Yeah. And looking back on your business, obviously it's taken different twists and turns, but what would you do differently? Or how would you, if you would start over today, how would you do it differently? I don't think I would do it differently. 
I think that I, you know, audience building is first. Mm-hmm. Can't sell to no one. Um, and I was building an audience long before I was a business coach. So I would say building an audience first, I would, I would continue to do that. Um, I think doing events are extremely important. So like masterclasses and challenges and going live and all of these different things. I think that those are instrumental to success. I think there are tons of entrepreneurs online, not nearly enough of them host free or really cheap events to very quickly warm up your audience. I think that's a really quick way to warm people up. Um, I would maybe do more, but I try to do a good chunk. Um, like I try to do one every other month, if not more in my business. And, you know, I've done six figures or more every year since starting. We're only on year three. Like we're about to step in <laughs> four. So, you know, there wouldn't be too much that I would do differently. Um, I try to keep it as cheap as humanly possible in the early days. And I think that plays a huge role into it. I always tell people don't invest a ton into websites or hiring people that you can't afford and all of these things. Like try to keep as much money in your pocket because running a business is not cheap. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. So, and I was, I feel like I was smart enough to invest in coaches and learning skills that I didn't have very early on. And I would do that again too. You know, I would, I would probably do it the exact same way. I probably wouldn't charge as little though. You know, if, if, if everything burned to the ground today and I was going to completely start over, you know, my first offer was $5,000 for six months of one-on-one coaching. If I was going to completely start over, you know, I have all this experience now. I would not charge 5,000 for six months if I was going to start over, but the rest of it, I would do the same. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome to be able to look back and say, you know what, this worked. And obviously it's worked really well for you. Yeah. So what goals are you looking forward to in your business? What's the next goal you want to achieve? Okay, so it's funny that you ask this because I had this great (laughs) plan going into this year where I was going to do an event every other month and every quarter I was going to either sell my one-on-one offer or I was going to sell my membership and First week of January, I did a goal setting challenge. It was free. It was five days. Um, because I'm I'm a content person though, like a, a content marketing and sales strategist. I jumped on the chat GPT bandwagon mm-hmm. and I started learning about it. And I held a class this past Friday. Hundreds of people signed up for it. It was insane. The chat was blowing up. Everyone was freaking out. And then I started getting DMs going, this was so good. And this is so cutting edge. You need to run ads. And my whole thing has been organic marketing. Like I've done this all organically. I've done it myself. Um, And now I've hired an ads manager (laughs) (laughs) to to run ads. And, you know, because it is such a cutting edge and, and buzzworthy topic, jumping into you know, getting, getting in front of the wave was, was, you know, something that I decided would be advantageous for me to do, to, to, you know, get more, more visibility on this class. So so here we are, I'm I'm doing something I've never done before. I hired, I hired an ads team. We're going to see what that does. (laughs) (laughs) That's exciting. So it's very exciting. So go ahead, give us a teaser of ChatGPT. What what has stuck out to you? What was your takeaway through all that? Yeah, um, as a content person, and I think a lot of marketers, from what I was hearing, a lot of 
you know, people that deal with marketing, especially copywriters, like digging in their heels. No, no, no. I don't want to do this. This is going to take over mm-hmm. and then I'm going to have no job. Um, but it's, it's not that. Um, it is a robot. It is insanely intelligent, but it cannot replace a human in business. You know, I pushed it really hard as a content person. I pushed it really hard. And twice in a matter of one day, I had it tell me, I can't help you with this. You need a professional (laughs) and you need a human. And I was like, perfect. That's what everybody wants it to say. Um, but it's a tool. And if you can learn how to use it as a tool, it is an amazing tool because it thinks way faster than a human brain. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say, what are, and, and you could always Google these things, but we don't. And the reason that it's a little bit more interesting than Google is because I don't have to read through, you know, a handful of articles to try to find the answer I want. It's going to tell me. So like, give me, I had a client that I met with this morning. She's health and wellness. I said, give me five most searched Um, phrases for someone that wants to lose weight, but doesn't want to go on a diet or Mm -hmm. cut at whole food groups or work out. And it was like, yep, here you go. Just immediately. I didn't have to search for (laughs) it in this, within the search. It was like, here they are. And then you can ask it to elaborate and it will, and it can, you can ask it to and ask it to do pretty much anything you want it to do. It obviously has limitations. Like it won't swear and it won't participate in illegal activities. And all of the data is not up to date. It is behind by a good 18 months, but as a tool, damn, it's good. So on the class, you know, I taught it or I taught everyone how to use it to create an entire year's worth of content and then pair that with Canva to bulk create a year's worth of graphics. Mind blowing. It was so good. It was very, very cool. Everybody loved it. Um, So yeah, it can't replace you. And Google is smarter than chat GPT. Google owns the most human-like robot. So it can tell if you used a robot to write your content. So if you're writing blogs and, and SEO and doing those things, it is running everything we post through its own computer called Lambda. And if Lambda decides that this is fake, it's written by a robot, guess what? Nobody's going to even know you did it because they're going to make sure it's not yeah. seen. And so, you know, you still have to use your discernment and keep your your own personality and your own, you know, the the things that make you you. That has to stay there. Like you are still the store. You are the storefront. But if it's going to think faster than me, then why wouldn't I use it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love using uh, Jasper.ai. So that's one that I've used for a while and it helps me get over those writer's blocks. You know, as I'm trying to come up with content, it's been super helpful for me. And then I can go back and polish it and add my voice. And But at least it gives that starting place of, okay, <laughs> where do I even begin with this topic? And, you know, what is that content that I need? So, yeah. Yep. It's perfect for that stuff. Yep. So you said it's about 18 months behind. How accurate were you finding it to be? I mean, for me, I was finding it extremely accurate as a like content creator, business coach. I found it very accurate. Um, but I do know that some people in other niches that were more, um, I want to say more medical. And I say more medical because Canva has come out with its own 
robot mm-hmm. called Magic Right. Mm-hmm. And Magic Right would not help one of my clients because it deemed it medical. And so my client is a coach for parents whose children have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so Magic Right would not help with her at all. And she felt that ChatGPT was not giving fully accurate information. She said tons of it is good, but some of it I'm not not obsessed with. I'm not in love with. I'm not super impressed. Um, and then the same thing I have, I have clients that are in health and wellness. They expressed similar ideations that it, it's really great. Is it perfect? No, I kind of disagree with a little bit, but I think that, you know, right now chat GPT is free. We know that the CEO, Greg Brockman has eyes on charging for it. And I think that when it's paid, it's obviously going to have to do a better job, but for a free tool, phenomenal. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It's great to have those tools to help you be more productive and move faster, right? Exactly. So talk to me about your program. What is it you do specifically to help business owners with your program? Yeah. So I have two ways to work with me. One of them is one-on-one. Um, and that's obviously very high touch, very high level. It is for six figure earners who are feeling like, okay, I launched and it flopped or I'm getting clients, but it's a little bit inconsistent. How do I make it more consistent? Um, less of the throwing spaghetti at a wall, I guess would be it. Um, so we meet weekly for 45 minutes and they get access to me in Slack. So I'm, I'm in their pocket as a resource to them to create content and connect more with their audiences, plan events, market those events, sell people on those events. I mean, how often have we, you know, done a class and made a pitch and at the end, nobody signs up. Everyone's just like, thanks. Or as soon as you're like, and here's how to work with me. And everybody logs off. Right. <laughs> we, we hate that. It feels so bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it, it is unfortunately kind of a common thing, but there are, there are tricks and skills to learn to avoid that and make it a little bit more polished and, and work a little bit better. So those are kind of the people that come in into that side of things. I also have a membership and it is called the 10 K formula. And in this membership, it is on demand, um, access to my trainings, which start at the beginning, growing your audience with the right people showing up online. What do I say? How do I say it? I've got a sales conversation. How do I actually have a sales conversation? (laughs) How do I close a sales conversation? And what do I do when, when someone objects? I mean, I think especially in those newer phases, you know, if you're you're not in 10 months, it's so (laughs) scary. And as soon as someone's like, I need to think about it, you're just like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk later. (laughs) We'll talk later. And being a, a, a good coach, you know, it's not about convincing someone to say yes when it feels bad for them, but it's about guiding them through that conversation to making a real decision. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's natural for people to have objections. I don't I don't subscribe to this this concept that, well, you know, the right people don't say no. They're just ready. And that's just not true. The the normal human brain has reservations about everything. Like when your alarm goes off, your brain's like, let's not get up. <laughs> like it objects every morning. To getting up every <laughs> right. morning. So of course it makes sense that your brain is going to object to making an investment. Your brain's objecting over every decision that you make. So trying to convince people that, oh no, the best clients never object. False. They have brains. And your job is just to kind of 
help them see what the thoughts are and make a decision. Um, and so, you know, we do all of that. We, we do small events. We do, I like to do 90 day sprints with the people in the membership. So I'm like, let's pick a goal for 90 days and let's run at it. Let's check in with our mindset. Let's check in with our commitment. How are we feeling in our bodies and our minds and our souls? What's going on? Um, there are tons of bonus resources like, like time management and manifestation and mindset tricks. And the chat class just got uploaded in there for everybody that's in there. Um, so there are tons of resources inside of that. There's a private Facebook community that is beautiful and amazing. Um, and in that community, you can ask for coaching anytime with me. You can share your stories, share what you're working on, share your wins, share your struggles. It's it's a beautiful, uplifting place. And then weekly, we do 90-minute hot seat style coaching where everybody gets coached with me if they want to. And it's it's me. Um, it's not <laughs> one of those programs where I have a ton of, of additional coaches. It's me and it's my heart. There's a beautiful workbook. It is how I built my business, but also from the lens of my way is not the way. Right. So let me help you find your way. And I think that that's really important in business. I think that that's why so many people struggle is they hire these coaches and the coaches say, this is what I did. So you need to go and do this. And, you know, they struggle and they fight and they don't love it. And they're just thinking, well, at some point, I'll just start loving it. At some point, it'll just start working because it worked for her. And that's just not true. It's about finding what works for you as a human, as a mother, as a wife, you know, as a person that maybe has a full-time job on top of it all. How do I create a 10K, you know, a business that creates 10K months for me that feels good? Right. That's not painful. <laughs> it's not painful. And so that's, that's, the other way you can work with me, it's a hundred dollars a month, or you can save $200 by buying an annual membership. So it's a thousand dollars for the year. And it's, it's amazing. The women in there are making multiple four, if not five figures, because it is so uplifting and I don't hold back. I don't gatekeep anything. There's nothing behind a paywall with me. They get everything they need. And it's, it's great. That's awesome. So for those that are on the podcast, I noticed the picture behind you that says wife, mom, boss, and I'm a mom yeah. myself. Yes. So what is your advice for juggling family life, work life and growing like crazy? Um, My advice is that you can't, there's no balance, right? We're all like hunting for this work-life balance and there's just no balance. Sometimes work it takes priority and sometimes family takes the priority. You know, I, my kids are little, if my kid is sick or the school calls me and I have to go and pick him up because he's sick or whatever. Now I'm off balance. Mm -hmm. And so it's more about not fighting it where you find the balance, where you don't fight for the balance. You just let it be in flow. That's when we find the balance because the balance isn't equal time on one or the other. The balance is within. That's where we feel the balance. Right. And you can tell when you are off balance, when you feel stressed out and anxiety and, and worried and anxious and all of these things, if you can throw all of those pressures away and just be like, okay, I am doing all of the things and it's okay if I need to kind of float around to make everything work. That's when we find more harmony within. Um, there was, I, I don't know the the person that said it, but they said running a business and being a mom is kind of like juggling balls where all of the balls, um, you know, represent different things in your life, but the balls have the ability to 
change <laughs> composition. I don't know if right. you've heard this, where sometimes they're plastic, but they can turn to glass. Right. Right. And so as you're juggling, if a ball turns to glass, sometimes you have to drop a plastic ball so you don't drop a glass ball. I love that analogy. And because they're constantly changing composition, you're constantly adjusting the way you're juggling. And so, you know, you have to not make yourself feel bad, guilty, wrong for doing what feels right in the moment. And like I said, that's when we find the balance within because we're constantly trusting ourselves to do the right thing in the right moments and trusting that everything else will work out. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the biggest key, at least for me, has been fluidity, right? That yes. you can be able to devote your attention where it needs to be at that moment. I mean, personally, I love working from home. I love being at home with my family and I have three kids. Mine are older than yours, I think, but but it's important to be able to, you know, devote that attention to my husband, to my kids, to my life, to my dog, to, you know, whatever needs my attention at that point and obviously accomplishing what I need to with work as well, so... Exactly. So if you had the attention of the whole world for five minutes, what would you tell them? Five minutes? (laughs) The whole world. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I had the attention of the whole world for five full minutes. Oh my goodness. I would probably just try to be really inspiring to people and just kind of let them know that whatever's going on is just right now. And whatever's happening right now does not mean that it's going to happen forever. You know, this is just a blip in time. You know, we're just, (laughs) we're just (laughs) humans. You know, our brains are just meat with electricity. We're just these meat suits standing on a rock that's flying through space. Like nothing (laughs) is that serious. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. We're all just kind of doing our best. Um, but then, you know, because of, of my niche, I'd, I'd want to talk to the women. Coming from finance and going into business coaching had a lot to do with me being a young woman with pink hair and small children, walking into rooms that were very typical stockbroker rooms. Mm-hmm. Men in power suits with briefcases, assuming that I was there as an assistant, a note taker, a proxy of another stockbroker. You know, I wasn't always taken very seriously. And I did that for seven years. I managed over $21 million in assets for over 150 different families, not individuals, families. Um, And people would still kind of, oh, hey, doll, get me a coffee. (laughs) Um, And so I very, very quickly found a passion and heart for women for mothers who want to get rich, who want to make a name for themselves, who want to impact their families and their communities and the world as a whole, who probably aren't taken very seriously because we're not men. And so, you know, if I had all this attention, no hate to men. I love men. Um, (laughs) Men are cool. You know, if we're going to kind of channel share there for a second, but women need to know that Whatever you want can be yours. You can, you can have it all um, and you can have it all all at once. For a long time, it was a message that was kind of pushed on us was you can have it all, but not all at once. You can have the business, family sacrifice. Right. You can have the family, business sacrifice. You can't do it all. Yes, you can. Why can't <laughs> you? Who's telling you you can't? Why is this the rule? Of course you can. You can build whatever you want. If, if it is in your mind and in your heart, 
That's all you need. There's no bat signal that's going to kind of shine into the sky and be like, this is your sign. If it's in your mind and it's in your heart, that's the sign. Start moving. Start doing it. Start start now. Start with nothing. Start with no idea how you're going to do it. You know, when I first started coaching, I covered in sweat, completely shaking, went live on my Facebook and said, I'm a coach now. I'm terrified, by the way. <laughs> Everyone, I'm thinking everyone's going to wonder, who is she? Who does she think she is? What qualifies her? I said, I'm, I'm a coach now. I had no idea what kind of coach I was. But if you want some free coaching with me, I've made a Google form. Please go fill it out. I'm going to do like three people. And eight people filled out the form and wanted to get free coaching with me, even though I had no idea what kind of coach I wanted to be. And that was a big deal to me. I remember crying in my driveway being like, okay, I could do this. Happening. Yeah, this is it. We're going to do this. And so of course I accepted all eight people um, <laughs> because I was hoping that they would know what kind of a coach I should be. And they did, you know, people are always forming opinions based on the way that we show up. And six or sorry, seven out of the eight people wanted me to teach them about creating an online presence, creating a personal brand, creating content, running a business, being profitable, getting people to work with you. So it was super simple for me to go, oh, okay, that's the thing <laughs> you do. But, you know, you got to take that scary step. And even if I was going to start over, you know, let's pretend I started over and everyone forgot who I was, I would probably take free clients again. Start getting the word out. Value. Yeah, to, to get that value um, and to feel out my, my audience and build that confidence. Sometimes I still do free coaching. Like I will do a coach-a-thon and I will be like 25 people. Once I did 25 people in 10 minutes. Wow. Or 25 people got 10 minutes with me each. And mm -hmm. I was going to solve one problem in your business. And I blocked it a whole day, seven and a half hours. I gave myself a couple of 15 minute breaks and Calendly was amazing. I just used a Calendly link. I didn't make a fancy sales page or landing page. What's your name? What's your one question? Boom. And I, it was amazing. Gave me so much content, gave me so much confidence. Bunch of those people ended up hiring me for one-on-one. -on -one. So just start, just, you have to start. Okay. There's no green light. There's no special thing that you have to do first. Tell people that this is the thing that you're doing now. And start sharing your gifts. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. So how can listeners support you in your work? Where can they find oh. you online? I am on all of the places. You know, as a content person, <laughs> I can't everywhere. not be on the places. I'm everywhere. Um, Brittany Budd on Facebook. You can come hang out with me. I have a Facebook group called Get Fully Booked, Go Viral, and Get Rich with Your Content. Instagram at the Brittany Bud, TikTok at the Brittany Bud, YouTube Brittany Bud. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty easy, Brittany Bud. My website, Brittany Bud. Pinterest, Brittany Bud. You can find me everywhere. There you go. Easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes and i have a podcast um with the same the same name as my facebook group um get fully booked go viral and get rich with your content with content queen Brittany bud awesome Yay. well thank you so much Brittany. i appreciate it thank this has been you. a lot of fun. Super fun yeah absolutely so if you want to reach out to me you can reach me at sevenfigurebuilder.com and definitely hit up Brittany bud and check out all her programs and we'll see you in the next episode 
been listening to the Seven Figure Builder Show with Julie Baranek. Julie cut her teeth consulting for Fortune 500 companies worldwide. And now, she's redirected that knowledge and power to support entrepreneurs like you. She focuses on relationship-based lead generation and the magic of podcasting. If you're looking to elevate your business through storytelling, branding, and efficient systems, well, you found your new home. It's what we do. If you enjoyed the show and got something from it, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at 7 Builder. Find the website at 7figurebuilder.com. And to learn how to automate your podcast with Julie, find that site at 7figurepodcastbuilder.com. See you next time on the 7 Figure Builder Show.